0: Chapter fourteen of the Mystery of the Sycamore by Carolyn Wells This Levervox recording is in the public domain Rachel's Story Hello, Fult Fibsy sang out gaily to the chauffeur and received a pleasant response, for few could resist the contagious smile of the round, freckled face of the boy. Hello, Mr Fibsy, the other returned. How are you getting on with your detective work? Fine, but I want a little help from you. Me? I don't know anything about anything. Well, then tell me what you don't know. That fire now, here in the garage, the night of the murder, did you ever find out how it started? Fulton's face took on a perplexed look and he said, "No, we didn't. And it's a queer thing." it must have been started by someone purposely, for there's no way it could have come about by accident. Spontaneous combustion? Whatever made you think of that? And it couldn't have been from old paint rags or such, for there's nothing like that about. But—well, here's what I found. Fulton produced a small bottle. It was empty, and had no label or stopper, and Fibsy looked at it blankly. What is it he asked? Never see one like it? No, have you? Yes, I have. I was in the war and bottles like that contained acid which, when combined with another acid, caused spontaneous combustion. Combined how? Well, they used to saturate some cloth or old clothes with the other acid and throw them about. Then, when the time came, they threw a little bottle like that filled with acid, and with only a paper stopper, in among the clothes. The acid slowly ate out the paper stopper, and then the two acids caused combustion, so by the time the fire started, the man who was responsible for it was far away from the scene. Phew! And you think that happened here? There's the bottle. The fire began in Mr. Appleby's car. Two coats and a rug were burned. "'Now, mightn't they have been sprinkled with the other acid?' "'Of course, that's what happened. "'Why haven't you told this before?' "'I only found the bottle this morning. "'It had been kicked under a bench, and the sweeper found it. "'Then I fell a-thinking, for it's the very same sort of bottle I saw used over there. "'Somebody who knew that trick did it. "'And whoever did it is either Mr. Appleby's murderer or an accomplice.' you think the two crimes are connected then haven't a doubt of it you're a clever chap fulton to dope this out well there was no other explanation anything else hinted at carelessness of my management of this place and that hurt my pride for i like to think this garage the pink of perfection as to cleanliness and order mr wheeler is fortunate in having such a man as you now one more thing fulton Where is Rachel? Rachel Yes, your blush gives you away. If you know where she is, tell me. If she's done nothing wrong, it can do no harm to find her. If she has done anything wrong, she must be found. I don't know where she is, mister Fibsy. Call me Maguire, and if you don't know where she is, you know something about her disappearance. When did she go away? i saw her last night she said nothing about going away but she seemed nervous and worried and i couldn't say anything to please her can't you form an idea of where she might have gone be frank fulton for much depends on getting hold of that girl i can only say i've no idea where she is but she may communicate with me in that case in that case let me know at once Fibsy commanded, and having learned all he could there, he went off to think up some other means of finding the lost Rachel. Meantime, Sam Appleby was taking his departure. "'I have to go,' he said, in response to the Wheeler's invitation to tarry longer, "'because Keefe is coming down tomorrow. One of us ought to be in Father's office all the time now. There's so much to attend to. Why is Mr. Keefe coming here?' asked maida mr stone wants to see him appleby informed her you know keefe is more or less a detective himself and mr stone thinks he may be helpful in finding the criminal miss lane is coming also she begged to mostly i think because she took such a liking to you i liked her too returned maida she's a funny girl but a sincere thorough nature yes she is well they'll only stay over a day or two i can't spare them longer of course they may be of help to mr stone and they may not but i don't want to miss a trick in this investigation what a queer little chap that boy of stones is fibsy and maida smiled yes he's a case and he's my devoted slave as who isn't exclaimed appleby Oh, Maida, do give me a little encouragement. After this awful business is all over, mayn't I come back with a hope that you'll smile on me? Don't talk that way, Sam. You know I'm engaged to Jeffrey. Oh, no, you're not. I mean, it can be possible for you to change your mind. Girls are often engaged to several men before they marry. I'm not that sort. And Maida smiled a little sadly. BE THAT SORT, THEN. YOU SEEM TO FORGET THAT I MAY BE OPENLY ACCUSED OF CRIME AT ANY MOMENT, AND A CRIME THAT HITS YOU PRETTY CLOSELY. DON'T SAY SUCH THINGS, DEAR. NEITHER YOU NOR ANY OF YOUR PEOPLE ARE RESPONSIBLE FOR THE DREADFUL THING THAT HAPPENED TO FATHER, OR, IF YOU ARE, I NEVER WANT TO KNOW IT. AND I DO WANT YOU, MAIDA, DEAR. SO MUCH. HUSH, SAM. I won't listen to anything like that from you, not now. But later on, he urged. Tell me that I may come back, Maida, dear. Of course you may come here whenever you like, but I hold out no hope of the sort you ask for. I shall hope all the same. I'd die if I didn't. Goodbye, Maida, for this time. He went away to the train, and later came keith and Genevieve Lane oh the girl cried i'm so glad to be back here again maida my but you're prettier than ever if you'd only touch up those pale cheeks just a little bit here let me she opened her ever-ready vanity box and was about to apply a touch of rouge but maida sprang away from her no no genevieve i never use it silly girl you don't deserve the beauty nature gave you if you're not willing to help it along a little yourself how do you do mrs wheeler and mr wheeler she greeted them pertily and keefe too exchanged greetings with the family anything being done he asked finally has mr stone discovered anything of importance nothing very definite i fear returned daniel wheeler he spoke wearily and almost despairingly "'Anxiety and worry had aged him, even in the last few days. "'I do hope, Keefe, that you can be of assistance. "'You have a keen eye for details, and you may know or remember "'some points that escaped our notice. "'I'm hoping I can help,' Keefe returned with a serious face. "'Can I see Stone shortly?' "'Yes, now. Come along into the den. He's in here.' The two men went to the den where Stone and Fibsy were in deep consultation. "'Very glad to see you, Mr. Keefe,' Fleming Stone acknowledged the introduction. "'This is McGuire, my young assistant. You may speak frankly before him.' "'If I have anything to speak,' said Keefe, "'I don't really know anything I haven't told, but I may remind Mr. Wheeler of some points he has forgotten.' "'Well, let's talk it all over,' Stone suggested, and they did. Keefe was greatly surprised and impressed by the story of the Cook's having seen a man on the south veranda at the time of the shooting. "'But she didn't see him clearly,' Fibsy added. "'Couldn't she describe him?' "'No, she didn't see him plain enough. But the maid, Rachel, told Cook that she saw the man too and that he'd carried a bugle.' cook didn't see the bugle naturally not if she only saw the man vaguely said wheeler but it begins to look as if there must have been a man there and if so he may have been the criminal let us hope said keefe earnestly now can you find this man mr stone we've got to find him stone returned whether we can or not it's really a baffling case I think we've discovered the origin of the fire in the garage." He told the story that Fibsy had learned from the chauffeur, and Keefe was greatly interested. "'What are the acids?' he asked. "'I don't know the exact names,' Stone admitted. But they are of such powers as Fulton described, and the thing is plausible. Here's the bottle.' He offered the little vial for inspection, and Keefe looked at it with some curiosity. "'The theory being,' he said, that the murderer first arranged for a fire in our car, in Mr. Appleby's car, and then waited for the fire to come off as planned. Then, at the moment of greatest excitement—he being probably the man the servants saw—shot through the bay window and killed Mr. Appleby. "'You were fortunate, Miss Maida, that you weren't hit first oh i was in no danger i sat well back in the window-seat and over to one side out of range of a shot from outside and too mr keefe i can scarcely discuss this matter of the shot from outside as i am myself the confessed criminal confessing only to save me from suspicion said her father with an affectionate glance but it won't do any good dear i take the burden of the crime and i own up that i did it this man on the veranda, if indeed there was such a one may have been any of the men servants about the place startled by the cry of the fire and running to assure himself of the safety of the house and family he doubtless hesitates to divulge his identity lest he be suspected of shooting that's all right declared fibsy but if it was one of your men he'd own up by this time he'd know he wouldn't be suspected of shooting mr appleby why should he do it why should anybody do it except myself asked dan wheeler not all the detectives in the world can find anyone else with a motive and opportunity the fact that both my wife and daughter tried to take the crime off my shoulders only makes me more determined to tell the truth but you're not telling the truth dad and Maida looked at him you know i did it you know i had threatened to do it you know i felt i just could not stand mr appleby's oppression of you another day and so and so i go on miss wheeler urged stone and so you what did you do i ran across the den to the drawer where father keeps his pistol i took it out and shot then i ran back to the window seat what did you do with the pistol threw it out of the window toward the right or left why i don't know try to think stand up there now and remember which way you flung it reluctantly maida went to the bay window and stood there thinking i don't know she said at last i can't remember it doesn't matter said keefe i think we can prove that it was none of the wheelers but there was a man an intruder on the veranda who shot even if we never find out his identity we may prove that he was really there where is this maid who saw him clearly rachel is that her name that's a pretty thing too fibsy spoke up she has flew the coop gone where keefe showed his disappointment nobody knows where she just simply lit out even her lover doesn't know where she is who is her lover fulton the chauffeur he's just about crazy over her disappearance oh she'll return surmised stone she became frightened at something and ran off i think she'll come back if not we'll have to give chase we must find her as she's the principal witness of the man on the veranda cook is not so sure about him who could he have been keefe said doubtless some enemy of mr appleby in no way connected with the wheelers probably agreed stone we found the pistol you know mr keefe remarked fibsy you did well you have made progress where was it in the fern bed not far from the veranda railing just where the man would have thrown it exclaimed keefe or where i threw it put in daniel wheeler i'd like to see the exact place it was found keefe said come on i'll show you offered fibsy and the two started away together here you are and fibsy showed the bed of ferns WHICH GROWING CLOSELY TOGETHER MADE A DENSE HIDING PLACE. A WONDER YOU EVER FOUND IT, SAID Keefe. HOW'D YOU HAPPEN TO? OH, I JUST SNOOPED AROUND TILL I CAME TO IT. I SAYS TO MYSELF, EITHER THE MURDERER FLUNG IT AWAY OR HE DIDN'T. IF HE DID, WHY, IT MUST BE SOMEWHERE'S. AND IT WAS. I SEE and does mr stone think the finding of it here points to either of the wheelers not necessarily you see if the man we're looking for did the shooting he's the one who threw the pistol in this here fern bed and you know yourself it's more likely a man threw this farther than a woman miss wheeler is athletic i know but i'm convinced that miss wheeler didn't do the deed ain't you Oh, I can't think she did it, of course, but it's all very mysterious. Not mysterious a bit. It's hard sleddin', but it ain't much mystery about it. Why, look a here. If either the father or daughter did it, they both know which one it was. Therefore, one is telling the truth and one isn't. It won't be hard to find out which is which. But F. Stone, he's trying to find someone. "'that'll let the wheelers both out.' "'Oh, that's his idea? "'And a mighty good one. "'I'll help all I can. "'Of course the thing to do is trace the pistol. "'Oh, it was Mr. Wheeler's pistol, all right.' "'It was?' "'Keith looked dismayed. "'Then how can we suspect an outsider?' "'Well, he could have stolen Mr. Wheeler's pistol "'for the purpose of casting suspicion on him.' yes that's so now to find that rachel oh do find her maida cried overhearing the remark as she and genevieve crossed the lawn toward keefe and fibsy the lad had not seen miss lane and he frankly admired her at once perhaps a sympathetic chord was struck by the similarity of their natures perhaps they intuitively recognized each other's gay impudence for they engaged in a clash of words that immediately made them friends. Maybe Rachel'd come back if she knew you were here, he said. I'm sure she'd admire to wait on such a pretty lady. Just tell her that you saw me, Genevieve said, and I'll be glad to have her back. She's a first-class lady's maid. Oh, then she only waits on first-class ladies. Yes, that's why she's so fond of me. "'Do hunt her up.' "'Well, cutie, just for you, I'll do that same. "'Where shall I go to look for her? "'How should I know? "'But you keep watch of Fulton, "'and I'll bet he gets word from her.' "'Yes, they're sweethearts.' "'Now how do sweethearts get word to each other?' "'You ought to know all about sweethearting.' "'I don't,' said Genevieve, demurely. "'Pshaw, now, that's too bad.' want me to teach you yes if you don't mind saunter away with me then and the saucy boy led miss lane off for a stroll round the grounds honest now do you want to help he asked yes i do she asserted i'm downright fond of maida and though i know she didn't do it yet she and her father will be suspected unless we can find this other person AND THE ONLY WAY TO GET A LINE ON HIM SEEMS TO BE THROUGH RACHEL. WHY DO YOU SUPPOSE SHE RAN AWAY? CAN'T IMAGINE. DON'T SEE HOW SHE COULD GET SCARED. NO, WHAT WOULD SCARE HER? I THINK SHE'S AT SOME NEIGHBOR'S. LET'S YOU AND ME GO TO ALL THE NEIGHBORS AND SEE. ALL RIGHT, WE'LL GO IN THE WHEELER'S LITTLE CAR. FULTON CAN TAKE US. DON'T WE GET PERMISSION? Nixie! They might say no. By mistake for a yes. Come on, we'll just hook Jack. To the garage they went and easily persuaded Fulton to take them around to some of the neighboring houses. And at the third one they visited they found Rachel. A friend of hers was a maid there, and she had taken Rachel in for a few days. Why did you run off? queried Fulton. Oh, I don't know. And Rachel shuddered. It's all got on my nerves. Who's over there now? Just the family and the detectives and Mr. Keefe, Fulton answered. Will you come home? She will, Fibsy answered for her. She will get right into this car and go at once, in the name of the law, he added sternly, as Rachel seemed undecided. Fibsy often used this phrase and delivered in an awe-inspiring tone. It was usually effective. Rachel did get into the car, and they returned to Sycamore Lodge in triumph. "'Good work, Fibs Stone nodded his approval. "'Now, Rachel, sit right down here on the veranda and tell us about that man you saw.' The girl was clearly frightened, and her voice trembled, but she tried to tell her story. "'There's nothing to fear.' "'Curtis Keefe said, kindly. "'Just tell slowly and simply the story of your seeing the man, "'and then you may be excused.' "'She gave him a grateful look, and seemed to take courage. "'Well, I was passing the veranda.' "'Coming from where and going where?' "'Interrupted Stone, speaking gently. "'Why, I—I was coming from the—the garage.' "'Where you had been talking to Fulton?' "'Yes, sir.' "'All right, go on. "'And I was going, going to go up to Mrs. Wheeler's room. "'I thought she might want me. "'And as I went by the veranda, I saw the man. "'He was a big man, and he carried a bugle.' "'He didn't blow on it?' "'No, sir, just waved it about like.' "'You didn't see that he had a pistol?' I, I couldn't say, sir. Of course you couldn't said Keefe. Men with pistols don't brandish them until they get ready to shoot. But you saw this man shoot went on Stone. Yes, sir, Rachel said. I saw him shoot through the bay window and then I ran away. Whereupon she repeated the action at the conclusion of her statement and hurried away hm said fleming stone end of chapter 14